Welcome to Think Smart, Feel Smart, Live Smart. I'm V. Vincy, Registered Counselor, Relationship and Family Therapist and Founder of Headquarters Counselling Services. This podcast aims to break down the overwhelm of life and equip you with a toolbox of knowledge, tips and tricks to help you live your best life. This raw, real and unproduced podcast uses audio taken from my weekly live broadcast in the HQCS Community Facebook group. You can find a link to the community in the episode notes. It's free to join. Now let's get started. This is probably my favourite topic in the world. It really is a sweet spot for me and you'll find that I get more animated and more excited when I'm talking about it. Love it. Anyhow, so... Things for us in WA are, you know, pretty good, let's be honest. But not everyone is so lucky as we've seen over in the East. And really, I wanted to make a big virtual hug to my Victorian clients because, you know, I've actually worked in an online space, both in a national and an international capacity for quite some time. But we've had some new interstate group members this week. So I want to say a big hi to you guys and I want to say a big thank you to those that have shared this group with friends and family. The opportunity for me to get out to as many people as I can is probably a mantra that I've worked with in my work which is pay it forward and that is being able to use what I consider, well you know what, I used to think that just it was everyone can do it but I really understand that I've got a gift of honesty and making tough things simple with humor it really helps and if I can do that with as many people as I can and provide a clear path in what's often a really shitty fog that can be blocking us then I am always grateful for anybody who passes my work on now What is really interesting about this week's live for me is that this set of topics from from the beginning, and obviously you obviously know the first, I think we're at 13, which I still can't get my head around. Uh, The first 13, you know them because they're all in the video library and we've been talking about them. But there was another lot. I sort of pre-did some topics for basically half a year because at the beginning, who knew where COVID was going to get us? Um, so these topics were pretty much set and I looked at it when I created it back in March, I sort of tried to set a set of topics that were going to be a guide as to what might occur should this COVID pandemic and lockdown continue. So it's fascinating that in some places they're actually now there. So whilst WA is pretty much, you know, living on uh, cloud nine because we're all working, moving and living, A lot of the states aren't. And so what I love about this is that it actually proves the patterning concept because even though we don't realise it, patterns shape our behaviours and choices every single day. So last week's live introduced a uh, a concept from the Jahari window called the blind spot. If you didn't catch it, it's available for you to watch, so feel free. And we also posted an article about the blind spot. So give me a shout out if you've read it. I've had a few people um, that have actually said to me, you know what, I've read that. Some read it without watching the vid and vice versa. But have a look at the video as well because if you were to undertake some of the, um, you know, the things that he does to help identify the blind spot, it's pretty scary. So watch the vid because we do a couple of um, different techniques in there. 
but we are following on from that today. So what we're talking about is shadow. Now, the shadow is a level deeper than the blind spot and is a psychological term for everything that we can't see in ourselves. And this is the sweet spot in my work. It's what I absolutely love to do. And really, it's probably my passion project. And why? Because every human has a shadow. It's always standing right behind us, just out of view. And if you think about this simply from a logical, scientific point, in any direct light, we cast a shadow. Simple. So why bring this up now? Well, during the rage of COVID-19, very few people have been able to continue unchanged with the daily life schedule that they had before the pandemic. So the months of lockdown have generated some really good humour because, you know, we all remember the jokes about homeschooling and weight gain, but it's also generated more than a little reflection on what truly matters and what therefore we really need. So as a result, people have started to notice things about themselves, more than just behaviours, but attitudes, beliefs, judgments that have them asking, who the hell is this person baking banana bread and staying all day in her pajamas. Where did she come from and what am I going to do with her now? All right, so the great opportunity that COVID-19 may have afforded us indirectly is the chance to look at what I call subpersonalities and find out. So when researching for a really simple way to explain shadow, because it can be a bit tricky, I found a really good article published by The Guardian asking what asking their readers what is their pandemic personality and they've got this series of because obviously what's happening is people are doing everything so differently they've got a few names for the personalities that appear in and one of them is called the smug introvert we all know that one that's the person that's probably been living like they're in lockdown their whole life and they love it and they're all having a secret little giggle at the extroverts who are like oh my god oh my god what am I doing and then we've gone to the what they've termed the radically progressive traditional housewife which is the rad wife who is a committed feminist who is in lockdown and loves baking banana bread and questions is it still feminist to stay indoors and bake all day and here's the kicker the seemingly new personalities that are popping up are most likely not new at all and have been hiding within us, pushed down to accommodate an environment we grew up in. Due to what I call a circuit breaker situation, that is something that completely alters everything we usually do, they have come out. Now, you know, often we find this when people have had a really traumatic event. So it can be a death, it can be a divorce, it's one of those events where the natural progression of things we do every day stops. Now, COVID has caused trauma in some ways, but what it has done, even if it's not trauma, is it has altered the way people are doing things. So they've had to change everything. So in itself, it's become a circuit breaker. And what is great about that is that when there isn't trauma or a huge amount of trauma associated with a circuit breaker, it makes us ask questions, what the hell is going on? All right, so we would be asking, why would we hide parts of ourselves? Well, that's the shadow. And why I love to work with it is it's a bit like a game of hide and seek. 
So most of us go to great lengths to protect our self-image from anything unflattering or unfamiliar. And so it's easier to observe someone else's shadow before acknowledging our own shadow. But exploring your shadow can lead to greater authenticity, creativity, energy and personal growth. So let's inspect what the shadow is and how it comes into being. The shadow is termed the dark side of our personality because it consists chiefly of primitive negative human emotions and impulses like rage, envy, greed, selfishness, desire, striving for power. What we don't realise is that we cut ourselves off from many of our best qualities too when avoiding the darker shadow areas and this is the phenomenon that may be appearing due to COVID. So have we suppressed some parts that we need in order to survive or assimilate into what society thinks is right, wrong, fair or socially acceptable? Anything incompatible with our chosen conscious attitude about ourselves relegates this to the dark side and becomes part of the shadow. So it's these uh, unexamined or rejected parts of our personality. Let me start that again because that all got confused. The unexamined or rejected parts of our personality don't go anywhere. So we might deny them in an attempt to get rid of them, but we can never get rid of them. We just repress them. And when we do that, they become part of our unconscious. We cannot eliminate the shadow. It's the one thing I say to my clients, you cannot get rid of the things you don't like in yourself. They stay with you forever. And this is not a bad thing. The trouble arises when we fail to see it. So how is the shadow born? Well, we've been looking at shadow pretty much in most of our weekly topics. You just didn't know it. So in this instance, go back to meta emotions. And when I talked about how upbringing could shape how we feel about emotions. So just as a little reminder, feeling bad about feeling bad or worse, feeling bad about feeling good. Every young child knows kindness, love and generosity, but they also express anger, selfishness and greed. These emotions are part of our shared humanity, but as we grow up, something happens. Traits associated with being good are accepted, while others associated with being bad are rejected. Now, we all have basic human needs. These needs are biological and instinctual. A theory of needs was created by an American psychologist in 1940 called Abraham Maslow. And a lot of people have heard of his theory and it's called Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. So he based this theory on what a person needs for psychological health. Today we call that mental health. And we still use this today as a guide. So these needs include physiological needs. That is the need for food, water, shelter. Safety and security needs, which means that you need to be looked after and cared for when needed. You have a need for belonging and love, so you need to fit into a group or a system. We have self-esteem needs, which is where we need to know who we are and essentially we have to like who we are. Then we have the last concept, which is called self-actualization. Now, when the first four are achieved and are in play, then I like to call self-actualization your potential. 
because we don't know what it is, but when you unlock all the things that keep you safe, you get this amazing concept called creativity. That's your potential. That is something that we looked at in the blind spot last week, which was what's potential? We don't know what potential is, but if you are creative enough to go, what do I want? And you can find a way to do it, then you get to be the best you. And that is great. Now, as children, the first three are the only ones our psyche is aware of. So we need to make sure we get food, we need to feel safe, and we need to feel loved. Depending on how we express certain parts of ourselves, we receive negative cues from our environment. So maybe we got angry and threw a tanty, and our parents reprimanded the outburst and sent us to our room. Or perhaps we acted um, you know, quite boldly, playfully, spontaneously, or silly in the classroom, and our teacher shamed us for our lack of decorum in front of the class and told us to sit down. Whatever happened, and it might have happened more than once, it threatened one of our basic needs. So would the disapproval of our parents threaten our safety? Would the disapproval of our teachers and classmates jeopardise our need to belong? Whether the answer is yes or no, or right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's how the child interpreted it. And if, I mean, we've all been there. If you haven't been embarrassed in front of classmates, how often do you want the ground to open up in front of you? That is our need of belonging being wobbled. All right? So that's how shadow is created. What we do is we adjust behavior to, to satisfy those needs and we learn to adapt to the external world and, what is, and that is what shapes our world, our inner world. So we believe at one point that what we are doing is for our survival. And in a way, we're right. It's just wrapped up in the context of a small child's brain, not the reasoning adult's brain. Because basically those things are set in childhood. Now, one of the best stats I came across when I was doing this research is all the unaccepted and discouraged parts of us in the first 20 years of our life are bundled together, swept out of our conscious awareness and packed into an invisible bag, which we drag behind us. Hence the term baggage. How cool is that? So here's the problem. The shadow can operate on its own without our full awareness. It's as if our conscious Self goes onto autopilot while the unconscious assumes control. This is how we end up doing things we wouldn't normally do and later regret them, if we can catch it. We say things we wouldn't say. Um, our facial reactions express emotions that we don't think that we're putting across, but we subconsciously feel it. Remaining unconscious of the shadow hurts our relationships with spouses, family, friends. It will literally impact our professional relationships as well as our leadership abilities. So what happens to all the parts of ourselves that we sweep out of view? Well, whatever qualities we deny in ourselves, we tend to see in others and we don't like them. Hello, blind spot. Don't you love it when it all comes together? So insight, this is called projection. So if, for example, you get irritated when someone is rude to you, 
it might be a good bet that you haven't owned your rudeness at times. This doesn't mean that the person isn't being rude to you. However, if rudeness wasn't in your shadow and you could understand that, oh, look, maybe they were being an asshole, but you know what? We've all been there. Then it wouldn't affect you and bother you as much as maybe it does. Now, this process doesn't happen consciously. We generally aren't aware of our projections. So they can mislead our reality and they create a really big boundary between how we view ourselves and how we behave. The shadow isn't a popular topic. You know, who enjoys owning their flaws, weaknesses, selfishness or nastiness and so on? Focusing on strength is, you know, more enjoyable and life-affirming. But exploring the shadow gives us tremendous opportunities for growth and development. And this is where I come into my own because nobody likes looking at their flaws. Um, but if you have to look at them, then at least make it simple, honest and fun. So what are some of the benefits? Well, this is the best bit. It most often resolves one or more of the items that people bring to me that they are having problems with. So looking at shadow improves relationships. If I had a dollar for everybody that said to me, oh, I need help with my relationship, I'd be a millionaire. So as you look at shadows at your shadow side and you come to terms with the things about yourself that may be darker or you don't like them, you begin to see yourself more clearly. So you become more grounded, you become more human and you become whole. And when you can accept your own darker parts, it's easier to accept the shadow in others as a result. And then other people's behavior won't trigger you as easily. You'll also have an easier time communicating with others where you may notice an improvement in your relationships with your spouse, your family members, uh, friends and business colleagues. The other thing that I often get, people come to me and they say, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't, I can't see where I'm going to go. So I try and help people with clarity. But really, all I do is help them look at their shadow and get a clearer perception. That's one of the benefits. Because in seeing others and yourself as you are, you'll have a clearer lens with which to view the world. And as you integrate those parts of yourself, you approach yourself authentically and this gives you a more realistic assessment of who you are. You won't perceive yourself to be too big, which is an overinflated ego, or in most cases too small, which is a deflated sense of self-esteem. The other key thing that people come and ask me to help them with. When you're self-aware, you can assess your environment more accurately. You'll see others and evaluate situations with greater clarity, compassion and understanding. Who wouldn't want this? My other big key, people come to me absolutely exhausted. Now, one of the external things that I help people look at is their self-care regimes and they start to fill their cup up. Great, that's going to buy you a little bit of time. But do you know what the biggest impact on energy and physical health is? Dragging around the invisible bag of shit. It's exhausting. It continually, you know, to continually repress and suppress all the parts of yourself that you don't want to face in adulthood is fucking exhausting, let's be honest. 
Fatigue and lethargy can plague the unexamined life. Mental suppression also leads to physical pain and disease. I actually was saying to my husband the other day, the biggest disease we have is disconnection. And that can be disconnection from others and disconnection from self. So shadow is essentially when we have disconnected a part of who we are because we don't like what we see. That's life. You can improve your physical, mental and emotional health by doing shadow work because shadow brings in a strength and a greater sense of balance. Now, one of the other things, now people don't often come to me, they, nobody comes to me and says, I want to grow up. But do you know, essentially, physical or psychological integration is a form of maturity. So when you're able to um, have a look at yourself, uh, you will be able to, hang on, what was I going to say? Yeah, you'll be able to grow up. Oh, God, some people don't want to do that. And you know what? I often say to people, why the hell don't you want to grow up? And often it's not that they don't want to grow up. It's that they're afraid to, to, to see what their reality looks like in a grown-up world. But it's not nothing to be afraid of. It's just about going, well, what the hell is over there? Who doesn't want to grow up? Because it gives you maturity. As long as we deny our shadows and repress certain parts of ourselves, a sense of wholeness and unity is elusive. Integrating the shadow brings you one step closer to realising a sense of wholeness and it's a critical step to achieving mature adulthood. And it takes us back to the two final steps in Maslow's hierarchy needs, self-esteem and self-actualisation. This is the ability to see who we are, like what we see, and be our best. That's it. The first three steps of um, Maslow's needs, a parent can meet for you in childhood. Once you're 18, you've got to meet those needs yourself. And you've got to do it while you're looking at who am I, do I even like me, and figure out how to be the best you for the best life, whatever that life may look like. Because this is what I love the most. When you have really looked at shadow, we get creativity. And this takes us to the final benefit. But the one of the greatest benefits that it unlocks is creative potential. So creativeness is a spontaneous occurrence in mentally healthy individuals. You cannot do shadow work on your own. So this week's handout is Maslow's hierarchy table. I want you to have a look at it and ask yourself what level of needs do you have to look at? They can all be triggered at the moment. Think about how COVID has affected job losses. So the basic needs may be in play. A need is a need. It's not right, wrong, black or white. It just is. If your need for security is being questioned, then your self-esteem will not only take a back seat, it's going to take a hit. These are the basic self-care exercises that you will need to tackle before you can look at your self-esteem. On the other hand, if your three basic needs are being managed and you haven't looked at self-esteem, then this is where you need to head. Self-esteem is not about the way you look, it is about the way you see yourself, warts and all. I could write a book on the dark side of me and in fact 
Maybe I should. Some of you may have even witnessed her back in the early days before I got her under control. The point is, I know her. Sometimes I even like her because you know what? She's bloody funny and often highly inappropriate, but I control her. She doesn't control me anymore. Next week, we're going to have a look at our at how our darker side can present and it has a name we all know and hate the ego so i'm going to give you some tips on what is likely to come up and how you can tackle it some of the topics i'm talking about aren't super super simple i just try and simplify them because it's like there's a secret little code book for mental health it can be really confusing but it's actually not confusing as long as you simplify it enough so that people understand and they go, oh shit, now I know what to do. And that is gaining control of your mental health. And you know what, that's why I love it in a way. But I do make it a bit more fun because, oh my God, it can be terrible. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. I know it was a lot of information to press, but you know, uh, to process, but you know, I do love to hear myself talk sometimes. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a great night. See you next week. Bye.